to, to podcast properly. Good morning. Episode number 115 on May 25th, 2018 of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. It is 9.04 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. I need to have something that reminds me to podcast immediately when I'm done. Immediately. Good morning, Chuberka. Made it. Uh, Chewy, haven't seen you in a little bit, but that's okay. So Friday, I want to keep Fridays fun, right? Fridays are fun for a lot of people because most people just work to get to the weekend. And this is what, I'll tell you, sidebar story. What I used to not be able to stand when I was at the bank. So at first, I really loved my job, right? I got this great job, got respect, everything, boom, beating my chest, feeling good. And I'd come in on Monday morning, fired up, like, let's go. And then I'd see the security guard, who actually is a friend of mine, but he'd be like, eh, case of the Mondays. And I'd be like, yeah, but, you know, you can do whatever you want to do with it. You read a book every day. When are you going to write your book? And he was like, well, actually, I am writing a book. I go, how's it going? Like, tell me about it. Da, da, da. So I'd, I'd fire him up. But then as I'd go in the elevator, I'm like, man, like, he's miserable. All right, so I get off the elevator, and then I see uh, my old mortgage rep, Stacy. Shout out to Stacy. Like, good morning, Stacy. How are you this morning? Monday, like, yes, it is, but that's a good thing. Why why are we upset that it's Monday? And I'd get into my office, and I'd be like, holy crap, like, all right, I've seen, I'm over for 2 so far, but my other business bankers, they're going to be in a good mood. Let's jump on this Monday morning call. Let's go. Good morning, everyone. How's everybody doing? And everyone from all the different upstate cities are saying hi, and then you just, somebody would be like, it's Monday, and it just was like, goodness. How do people live their lives like this? And every day was something. Tuesday. Tuesday comes. I don't remember what people said for Tuesday, but I remember Wednesday was be like, it's hump day. The weekend's almost here. And now here's a new one I heard. Thursday is, it's Friday, Junior. Friday's almost here. And then here comes Friday. We've made it to Friday. And everyone's in a great mood Friday. And I was like, yeah, it's Friday. It's Friday. Happy Friday. And then it's like, okay, now the day's over Friday. And it's like, okay, now here's the day we're all excited about. Saturday, you do whatever you want to do. I'm just like the Sabbath's supposed to be, right? And Yeah, Friday, Junior. How stupid is that, right? So then Saturday comes, and everyone's enjoying their Saturday. And then as soon as Sunday hits, people are cool in the morning. They're like, yeah, Sunday, funny. About to have some drinks and everything. And by Sunday night, you'd start seeing the post on social media. Not looking forward to tomorrow. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. And it was like... Is this, people enjoy this their whole life for 30 years when they work like this. They just want to work to get to Friday so that Sunday night they can bitch. Like that's, that's a terrible way to live. It's ter- I work every single day. I don't rest on, I used to rest on the Sabbath. That was my thing, right? No, I'm working on Sunday too. I work every single day, but that's why, because I work every single day. Look at it this way, right? If you're taking off 48 hours every week, right? That's, that's two full days you're taking off. You're working 40 hours. You just do it in in in, uh, in as a math problem. I can take a two-hour lunch and go do a workout during my lunch. I can do, go spend three hours because over the course of a week, if even if I spend five hours a day for five days, that's 25 hours. That's not even the equivalent of 48 hours in a weekend. So I just work every single day. Now, am I working as hard as I did in January? No. In January, I was working 16-hour days when I wake up, to, but I was launching my business. At this point now... I take my time with it, set some appointments, do a little teaching gig, and I take it from there. And if you forgot to hit the like button this morning, that's okay. This is your friendly reminder. Make sure you like, comment, and subscribe if you haven't subscribed to this channel. And if you would like to subscribe some more, 
we have some other channels like the Danger Zone. The links are below. And don't forget about Island. Island's still a good guy. Even though he's got that stupid spade in his Twitter logo, he's still a good guy, so you can subscribe to him too. But that's not what we're here to talk about today. Today, we're unveiling the best comedian of all time, you know. We gotta, we gotta talk about this man. So here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna talk about one of my favorite, I mean, not one of my, he's my favorite comedian. Now, as far as comedy goes, I love Jim Carrey as, 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 like, a, as an actor comedian. His stand-up was cool, but as an, as an actor, hold on, we'll get there, Mary. That's, that's a good, that's a good, that's obviously, I would, I would put him in my, on my Mount Rushmore of comedians, okay? No one was better than Ronnie Dangerfield. Ronnie Dangerfield gave a big break to Jerry Seinfeld, Tim Allen, Roseanne Barr, all the major comedians. They all got their break at Ronnie Dangerfield's club. That's how awesome Ronnie Dangerfield was. And I gave it away. I wasn't going to say his, I'd said his name. I was going to do his jokes and see if you could catch up with to what he was saying. All right, so I wrote these lines out. I listened to this video, and I was going to play it for you guys, but I, I kind of want to do it because... His interactions with Johnny Carson, which are awesome videos, ah, they're just set up punch, and like his punches are so quick, it doesn't give you an opportunity to try to think of what it is. See, that's that's what kind of I miss about comedians like him and, and and Mitch Hedberg is that comedy today, you know where they're going to go a lot of the times. They set you up on a story, and you know where they're going. So by the time that the for me, this is just for me. For the time that the punchline hits, you, you're like applaud because you're like, yeah, I knew that was coming. Yeah, good one. Rarely does it catch you off guard and make you laugh. Well, he used to just catch you off guard and make you laugh because it was, you didn't have time to, you had to just focus on what he was saying. So when that punchline came, boom, it made you laugh. Oh, dude, that's, that's my, Mary, that's the first one that I wrote down. So he's out with, um, is that you, dear? Are you going to the gym? I'm I'm doing my show. Thank you very much. So, this is uh, from one of his shows on on Carson, and he goes, "I'm gonna try to do my best Rodney impression." He goes, "Smoking? That's another one. You know, I try to sm stop smoking. That's the beauty, huh?" He goes, "With cigarettes, my wife and I, my, my wife and I, we made a deal. We only smoke after sex. I've got the same pack since '75." <laughs> and then they got the laugh break, and he goes, "But what bothers me?" So my wife, she smoked three packs a day. And it was like just lines after lines. Let's keep going. So he goes, uh, my kids, they don't help either, you know. My kids, they're real smart. The other day, I said, someday you'll have kids of your own. He said, you will too. It's just boom, lines, lines. And, and the, the beauty of it, it was, what up, Steve Pinder? Set up punch, set up punch, set up punch. I was talking to my doctor. You know my doctor, Dr. Vinny Bumbach. You know my doctor? He told me last week in the office, he got six cases of VD. I mean, he's all right, you now you know. Oh, I screwed it up. I, just, I, I don't even know how he does it so well. Good morning, Bear America. He, he just, it just was like line after line after line. Here's another one. He goes, he goes, I never had luck with women. I know, I'm no ladies' man. I know that, Johnny. I never got girls when I was a kid or show, show business either. There's one girl I had. She said, come on over. There's nobody home. I came over. There was nobody home. <laughs> and, and like some of them are just simple like that that you could tell to anybody, right? Like that's, that's, 
that's like a teenager friendly joke. But then, then he, he goes in on this girl, and I, I bet that there was somebody he was thinking about when he was doing this joke, but then he just, you know, you push it and you exaggerate for comedy, or hyperbole, as they like to say, to sound smarter. They're exaggerating. He goes, <laughs> so the so the goes, this girl was no bargain either. <laughs> that, that line, right, this girl was no bargain either, like, cracks me up. If, like, I wish I could do his impressions, but, like, it just makes me laugh while I do it. So I can't, I can't even get through it. He goes, this girl was no bargain either. This girl was fat. And the audience goes, how fat was she? I don't, like, like, unprompted the audience does that. Because normally, Johnny Carson is his, like, his answer man, just to keep it going. And he, and the audience was so into it at this point. After he did the, come on over, there's nobody home. I went over, there was nobody home. After, after he did that line, then the audience was like, they were all in at this point. And he goes, this girl, she was no bargain either. This girl was fat. How fat was she? I'll tell you, she's so fat when she wears high heels, she strikes oil. Fat. <laughs> and he just, and, and he, like, like, I, I realize that, you know, you don't have to have a doctorate in comedy to write some of this stuff. But, but you know, fat jokes, they just, they're just funny. It's just so simple and funny. And he goes, fat, you kidding? I met her at the Macy's Parade. She was wearing ropes. <laughs> and so now he's gone off the rail on this fat spiral. He goes, I mean fat. She was on the Richard Simmons show jumping up and down, you know. My TV fell off the stand. <laughs> I'm talking a fat girl, you know what I mean? <laughs> I, just can't, I can't. I'd love to stay in character. I can't do it. It's just so... It's just so simple. That's exactly it, Mary. It's the simplicity of how simple the joke was. But you got to keep up, too, because if you're not listening, you're going to miss it, too. He goes, I'm talking a fat girl, you know what I mean? She was standing alone. A cop told her, break it up, you know? <laughs> I go, she, she was fat, fat and ugly. Whew, was she ugly. I took her to the beach, and they asked, what do you use for bait? He <laughs> <This is> just... <laughs> I can't take it. It just makes me beam. It just makes me beam with happiness just reading and listening to Rodney do it. When I took her home, my mother put newspapers on the floor. I mean, ugly. I gave her a hickey. I got a mouth full of fur. <laughs> and then he goes, and that's how ugly she was. And he sings, and that's how ugly she was. Yeah, this should be OBS stuff. We're going to listen to it, though, because... Because listening to it is, you can still just hear it, and it's funny. I mean, a lot of people like me, when I drive somewhere, I, sometimes I throw in a Chris Rock album and just listen to it. You don't have to see comedy like this. Smoking, that's another one. Trying to stop smoking, that's a beauty, huh? But with cigarettes, my wife and I, we made a deal, my wife and I. We only smoke after sex. I've got the same packed out since 1975. <laughs> and the link's in the description if you want. She's up to three packs a day. <laughs> <laughs> What bothers me is my wife. She's up to three packs a day. They like that one. Uh, I'll tell you the truth. Like my wife and I, we never have sex. Now, we get undressed. We can't stop laughing, you know? That was okay. That was all right. I'll tell you what, when my wife does have sex, she screams. Ooh, especially when I walk in on <laughs> Now, that's a lie. Can you guys hear it okay? I never really liked Danger Folk. I should, oh my goodness. See, see, the thing is, Bear America's as a kid, 
you don't know what his references are to, you know. So it, it's not as funny. His character is funny, but you don't really know what he's what he means. And as you as you get older, and you and you listen to this guy literally joke about his wife cheating on him, it's funny. It's funny. Now you kid, I know my wife cheats on me. Every time I come home, the parrot says, "Quick, out the window." You know. Every time I go home, the parrot says, quick, out the window. As if the parrot has repeated that so many times, he's saying, quick, out the window. I mean, that's that's crazy. <laughs> that's, that's, that's really good writing, to think of a parrot and how you have to train a parrot to say certain things. Like, that's, that's good writing there. <laughs> See, and you can hear the laughs build. So listen after he says this. You'll hear the laughs build over time. Oh, here's what they're hiding. I've just been yelling about boobs myself in the danger zone. What <laughs> up, Brad? That's crazy. All right, listen listen to how the laughs build on this trip. Now you kid, I know my wife cheats on me. Every time I come home, the parrot says, quick, out the window, you know? Here's some laughs. Listen to them build. See, and then you caught on. Because that, that, that was, that, the writing was in depth where you had to think about it, like, well, one, sometimes you don't know what somebody says. And, the, and the, like, I'm guilty of that. I even in Owen's special, I miss some lines. I look over to what did he say? What did he say? Because, like, you miss the line. So that sometimes that goes on in the audience. They go, what did he say? And they go, well, the parrot said it. Well, also, you're just, you're trying to, like, catch up. I know I have my house. I can't relax. I got, my, I got a dog. He drives me nuts. I got a dumb dog. You know, we call him Egypt. Every room, he leaves a pyramid. Simple, funny line. We call my dog Egypt. Every room he leaves a pyramid. Just, you know, simple funny. And and this is what I like. Like and and we're gonna break down Rodney after we play this clip because he didn't he didn't succeed right away. It's a really awesome, awesome story to hear. Another story about persistence. Very similar to Ray Kroc that made McDonald's a household name. Persistence always wins. They don't help either. My kids, they're very smart kids, I got, you know. Yeah. But the other day I told my kid, I said, someday you'll have children of your own. He said, so are you. <laughs> it's the timing. Like, you got to do that joke so quick, you can't pause in between. So, let's hear that again. See, I paused, and that's why I wasn't as effective. My kids, I got, you know. Yeah. But the other day I told my kid, I said, someday you'll have children of your own. He said, so, so are you. you. Someday you'll have kids of your own. He said, so will you. Hit him with it right away. Right away. So, so Bear America, let me explain the joke to you. That means that the kid knows that that's not really his father and it's probably the milkman or something like that. That's funny. That's funny. Like, he probably, his kid probably did that. Like, he taped worms to the sidewalk just to watch the, the birds struggle with it. And he says, just to watch the birds get hernias. That's funny. Me, kid. My daughter, too. She's no bargain either. My daughter, you kidding? In the graduation book, her picture is horizontal. It's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> my daughter, you kid. My daughter, Express, you know. What's that? Yeah, when she goes to a guy's apartment, she actually positively has to be over. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I really, I can't even like that. I felt bad about laughing about that one because he's calling his daughter a slut. So, like, it's like, geez, that's really pushing it. 
yes, uh, make sure you go to the Danger Zone after this. So, so Danger Zone, at the end of this show, throw the link in there. Hey, man, I'm having some trouble with kids. They play around so young today. Very young. I was talking to my doctor. You know my doctor, Dr. Vinny Boombach. I was talking to my doctor. You know my doctor, Dr. Vinny Boombach. You know my doctor. Well, he told me last week in his office he got six cases of VD. I mean, he's all right now. <laughs> That's six cases of VD. I mean, he's all right now, you know. Oh, he's a strange doctor. Strange doctor. Oh, hey, okay. now, I asked him, my heart was strong enough for sex. He told me not if I join in, you know. <laughs> I, oh, sorry. Doctor, but everyone wants love. Love is the answer, John. Everyone's looking for love. Deep love. A lifetime of deep love, you know. I'm looking for a shallow half hour, you know. <laughs> So he's he's you can you can hear him lose the audience right here. It's as almost as if the audience is sick of the sex jokes. They're like, all right, you know, clean it up a little bit. I start strong, but I beat it right out. And he makes a joke about it. See, like a smart, he understands the audience. I mean, he's an old man at this point. Not old, but he's definitely not young either. He goes, I start off strong and then I peter out. Because what he he missed he missed the the cue that the audience didn't want to hear any more sex jokes, and he did one more. And they were they were done at that point. They're like, all right, you know, you just called your daughter a slut, you know. Hey, 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 what up, Bill? Unk. Well, half hour, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I start strong, but I peter right out. <laughs> Don't you have a look with me? I never had a look with me. I'm no ladies, man. But, the, but this is a good transition. He goes, I'm no ladies, man. Here we go. I know that, Johnny. I never got girls. I was a kid in show business either, you know. Well, one girl told me, come on over. There's nobody home. I went over. There was nobody home. <laughs> That's just that line. You, that's a line that that you guys can take home to do. You know what I mean? Like if you're with your buddies. She told me come over. There's no. And it's very easy to remember. She told me to come over. There's nobody home. I went over. There's nobody home. There's nothing to remember there. You just have to repeat yourself. And when people get it, they go, "Oh, that's a good one." So to explain it to you, Bear, that means that even the girl wasn't at home. Sorry, Bear, I, I can't. I can't help it now. You know, you said you didn't. You didn't like Ronnie. These are classics. How do you not like this? How do you not like this? Don't forget to hit the like button and make sure you uh, pass it out to your friends and uh, share it out there. Share it out there. At one point, I'd love to do a Rush Limbaugh impression because he talks like this the entire time. <laughs> and this girl was no bargain either. She was fat. Oh, you do get it. And you don't think it's funny? Barry, tell me you don't think these are funny. These are classics. All right, here we go. This this is what this is my favorite part of the whole bit. And this girl was no bargain either. She was fat. fat. Could you hear the audience go, how fat? Because Johnny missed it. That's where Johnny goes, oh, how fat was she? But he, he missed it there, and the audience, boom, right on top of it. How fat? And this girl was no bargain either. She was fat. Fat. She wears high heels. She strikes oil. Okay. Like that's what the audience is like. Yeah, give us some fat jokes, y'all. Now that's good. We all love a good fat joke. Even if you're fat, you should like a good fat joke. So he's fixing this guy. I met her at the Macy's parade. She was wearing ropes. I mean, fat. See, 
and it just that how he reiterates, I'm talking fat. I mean, it's those are the little cues, and like even if you're telling the story, just that, like that, I mean, fat is is almost as funny as any of the jokes. I mean, it might even be more funny. Listen, listen to the crowd reaction when he goes, I mean, fat. He fell off the stairs. <laughs> When I'm talking a fat girl, hey, you know what I mean? Hey, big girl, you're kidding. She was standing alone. A cop told her, break it up. You know? <laughs> How much did he improve, John? Were they all there? <laughs> <laughs> I think this guy was fat and ugly. Who was she ugly? Who was she ugly? I took her to the beach. They asked me what I used for bait. <laughs> <laughs> these are bar jokes. You know, these are bar jokes is what this is. <laughs> When I took her home, my mother put newspapers on the floor. <laughs> I gave her a hickey, I got fur on my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how ugly she was. She waits for them to calm down. Because they're, they're going nuts at this point. And that's how ugly she was. <laughs> <laughs> and he's looking at the band going, come on! Because he was so on that if you weren't on with him, like he, he mocked you. Because that's what you have to do in that moment. So he's looking at the band. He goes, and that's how ugly she was. And he thought the band was right. Like, in his mind, the band was ready to go with him. So he goes, and that's how ugly she was. And he looks at the band and he goes, come on. Let's listen to it again after he sings. And that's how ugly she was. Listen to this right here. <laughs> the right trio I can make yeah. it, you know that? So how are you, Rodney? So, like, that's that bit right there is just, yeah, it is total genius. Set up punch, set up punch, set up punch. You know how hard it is to write comedy like that? Do you know how hard it is to remember? Like, look, if you tell a story, like Kevin Hart, for example, he tells a lot of stories of his family, and it's hilarious. Like, don't get me wrong, but that's easy to remember. You're just telling somebody a story. There's not even punchlines in it. You're just walking them through a story, acting out the parts. It's easy to do. Set up punch, set up punch, set up punch like that. That's so hard to do. That's why Meritocracy, he likes Mitch Hedberg. And he was very, very similar, but more in a goofy way. Um, and he says, you know, I, I used to do drugs. I mean, I still do, but I used to, too. It's simple jokes like that, that, you know, those are hard jokes to write. And when you do a whole hour of jokes like that, that's that's all solid, solid material. Now, here's why, here's why I respect about Rodney. Not only did he make it when he was like 50, right? After he made it, within no time, he opens up his own club and he gave everybody an opportunity to make it. And then he had hit movie after hit movie after hit movie for two decades. And then all the guys that he gave opportunities to had hits. Whether it was Seinfeld with his show or uh, Tim Allen with his show. I think even Jim Carrey was uh, like hung out with Rodney Dangerfield for a little bit. In fact, he did, because I watched uh, Seinfeld and Jim Carrey's Getting Coffee with Comedians, and Jim Carrey was talking about how Rodney Dangerfield and Jim Carrey's father became good friends, and Rodney Dangerfield would call Jim Carrey's father every birthday just to wish him a happy birthday. I mean, like, that's that's beautiful stuff. So, um, I just wanted to break down, I, I put the links in the description, so if you want to check these out for yourself, First, the link to the video, and then we, we pulled up the Wikipedia article. And this is what I'd like to do on Fridays. You know, more lighthearted stuff like this. This is fun stuff. Kind of give yourself a good mood. Whether you're at work or you're going into work later, 
Um, or you finished up work and you're on the other side of the earth, you know? That's okay, too. So, check this out. He, he began working as a stand-up comic in Borshit Bell's resorts in the Catskills Mountain, north of New York City. His act grew notoriety as he became a mainstream on late-night shows throughout the 60s and 70s, eventually developing into a headline act in Las Vegas, uh, a few bit parts in films, projectionist, but then he had his own when he was, you know, starring Caddyshack, 83's Easy Money, he was the main actor in that, Back to School, funny movie, Back to School. Actually, I don't remember Easy Money. I should try to dig up Easy Money. I'm sure that one's... I think it is a classic, because I heard someone else bragging about it. But, I mean, it's just so interesting, because he started out as, uh, I was listening to this biography last night, where he was like a, Roy, Jack Roy, I think was his name, to honor his father. What I meant to ask you is if Rodney improved some of his lines, or did he write everything? I think all of Rodney's lines were rehearsed. But he would improv his rehearsed lines. So when he's doing, she's fat, I don't, I don't think he was going to do all these fat jokes. But when he saw the response of the audience, excuse me, when he saw the response of the, uh, Ninja Friday would be cool. When he saw the response of the audience was loving it. He was like, I mean, she was fat. You know how fat, she was fat. And they go, how fat was she? She was so fat when she would wear high heels, she would strike oil. And then he's like, and he, he sees at this moment, all right, this audience likes fat jokes. So he goes into his brain, into the fat category of his brain. He goes, I'm going to make some fat jokes now. And, after, and fat and ugly go together hand in hand, right? He, so he goes, fat, I mean, she was so fat, we met at the Macy's Day Parade. She was wearing ropes. Fat, I mean, fat. And then he just does fat joke after fat joke. And then he goes, fat, and she was ugly too. I mean, she was so ugly when I brought her over to my mother's. She put newspapers down. She was ugly. Whew. Boy, was she ugly. And so he uses the, she was ugly, Whew, boy, was she ugly, just to fill the time of laughter. So when the audience stops laughing, then he hits him with the next punch. And what was the next punch after the ugly? He goes, she was ugly, I'd give her a hickey, I'd get fur all in my mouth. Or how would he say that? That's basically what he said, but he would say, he phrased it better. When I took her home, my mother put newspaper on the floor. I mean, ugly. I gave her a hickey. I got fur on my mouth. I like, I got a mouthful of fur. I think a mouthful of fur. Well, maybe that was hard to say, a mouthful of fur. I gave her a hickey. I got fur on my mouth. And that's how ugly she was. So he just literally, he had all this stuff. But I think he's he's literally picking different things and figuring out what the audience likes and going into it. And that's why when he made his last sex joke and the audience kind of laughed when he said, uh... You know, it's about love. It's all about deep, deep love, a lifelong love. He goes, I'm just looking for a shallow 30 minutes. And he could see people were like, all right, you just, you know, switch switch tracks, Rodney, switch. And that's what he did. Boom. He, he used that cue, switch tracks, boom, and he was onto that. And that's how ugly she was. And in the early 1960s, you know, he, he started working on the long toward road of rehabilitating his career as an entertainer, you know. Still working as a salesman day to day, he was doing, he was selling vinyl siding. And the short answer, yeah, but this is an hour show, so I got to do a whole show. What do you want me to just answer this quick question and move on? You think I'm like Rodney and I got line, 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 line? No, I got to develop on the story. I got a full hour to fill every single day. Every single day. And that's how ugly she was. And it was on March 5th.
It was on March 5th that he came to that Ed Sullivan show and he made his name and he said I need a last minute replacement for another act and the days you feel became a surprise head of the show Dangerfield, ladies and gentlemen, no, I don't like that, I don't like that, I've always wanted to play the piano, my entire life I've wanted to play, and yes, did it inspire me to do that, yes, that's true Mary, but I don't like that, I don't like that Mary, got a bolt, I'll watch the rest later, thank you Unc, everybody shout out to Unc Bill, Caddyshack cast might have been the greatest comedic cast of all time, pure genius, let's think, yeah, we got Bill Murray, yeah, you got Bill Murray and Ronnie Dangerfield. Sure, like, those two are amazing. Well, we got Tiki Bolt. What up, Tiki Bolt? I mean, you got those two, but but that's it. Who else you got in there, Chew? You got other people in there? John is too honest to be the next Owen. <laughs> All right, I'm not going to go down that road. Look, at, I, still, I still have some semblance of respect for him. I lost a lot of respect when he started calling us all meth heads and this and that, and, and then when he was mocking... Uh, friend of ours for a gift that he received. I mean, I lost a lot of respect for him, but I believe anybody is capable of anything good or bad. So, you know, trust me, my, my, my worst enemies, I've, I've forgiven over time. So I can forgive anybody. I mean, he inspired me. So what do I respect about him? He inspired me to do my own show. You know, I was, I was watching him and I saw how many people gravitated towards a guy talking to his camera. And I thought, you know, that's what I've been wanting to do for a while. And I kind of did a little bit of it in 2014, which I could release those videos if I want to. But I decided against it. I'm sorry. Yes. <clears throat> I'm not from New York City. I'm not from Syracuse, New, New York City. I'm from, uh, to answer your question, Tiki Bolt. I'm from Syracuse, New York. That's serial. That's a good one. I got too much soul for him anyway. I mean, I can't play like him. French, okay. Would you like to meet a thing like a famous? This is how I know how to speak French. Because of the mask. When Jim Carrey was in the mask. When he said, actually, that's a great scene. Let's play that scene right now. Jim Carrey, the mask. Jim Carrey, the mask. French. This is how, this is where I got, good morning, Christy. Kimmy, good morning, good morning. And if you if you like this ticky kind of stuff that we just we we kind of here's the premise of the show God Freedom Legacy in that order. However, today we're talking about Ronnie Dangerfield. Now we're having a little fun with it, but normally we break down books like uh, Michael Savage's book, Sun Tzu's Art of War, how awful Hillary is in the Bible. Because your boy went for a walk. I even packed the Bible yesterday. You know, I didn't read it. I didn't read either book I got in here. In fact, I got to renew Scorched Earth. I got Scorched Earth. I got to renew this one. But, uh, yeah, that's what we do. And then I sing. Maybe I do a little rap at the end. And that's our show. So this is uh, Knee TV. Welcome. I would appreciate it if you'd throw it in a little bit of a like. Or if you want to subscribe, that would really mean the world to me and my family.
In fact, we will starve if you don't. Here's, here's where I learned the French accent from. Either, you could either think of Jim Carrey or uh, Roddy Dangerfield. Typically, it's going to be one of the two. We've got a de degree commercial. So during this degree commercial... Listen to this French part. Oui, mais again. Oui, mais again. Is it fate? Is it meant to be? Is it written in the stars that we are destined to fly? Oh, I forgot Chevy Chase is in there too. That's 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 right. I forgot about Chevy Chase. Yeah, Chev yeah. That that that's a great crew. Um, see when like when Adam Sandler puts together grown ups, like it's all comedians. So like to define it by just a cast of comedians, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'd like to think so. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll take I'll take Jim Carrey by himself over. So Jim Carrey in a movie, there's none better. But Rodney, like I would like to, if I wanted to hang out with one comedian of all time, it would have been Rodney Dangerfield. There's no one that was just cooler with the lines that, like, if I saw Rodney, I would shut up. That's that's how funny Rodney is to me. Kiss me, my dear. Kiss me, my dear. And I will reveal my croissant. I will reveal my croissant. <laughs> I hope the French, I hope you don't mind this. You guys like making fun of us so we can make fun of you too, right? Please make fun of us. I enjoy it. In fact, I love when Europeans do American accents. Especially the British when they do the American accent. That's funny. But I'd love to hear a Frenchman do the American accent. Or French woman. I don't know which one you are. Judging by your name, it's like and your name is like I don't know how you say him. I will spread your pate. I will dip. I will spread your pate. My letter in your vicious walls. She is a coy. She is a coy because because Jim Carrey is literally a human cartoon. So that's why, as as far as a, as a movie goes, and he went off script all the time. Don't get me wrong. This this guy was a human cartoon, and and Rodney was kind of like a human cartoon. But Rodney was like, and this is what I heard in the biography. They said Rodney was like meeting F Fred Flintstone, you know, or Homer Simpson. Like that character is hilarious. But meeting Jim Carrey is like meeting Bugs Bunny and Mickey Mouse all wrapped in one. I love it. What up, Evil? He's like a red, red rose. And I am a little thorny. And I am a little thorny. I forgot about that one. Je t'adore. which I think means I love you. Je the window, I don't care. Oh, je the window, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Cigarette. Cigarette? No. No. So he blows... Blows a heart 
and then out of his nose, he spikes the heart with an arrow. I mean, come on. That's just hilarious. Now, let the Korean, uh, we divide and compare. Oh, this is actually one of the best scenes of the entire movie. So now, to pay homage, I gotta copy this link. UV, and I gotta throw it in the description. Marie is like a red, red rose. I want to dip my croissant into your pate. I know, I know, these are all like very cliche French puns. And did you guys invent the French fries? I'm assuming you did. That's why we call them French fries. And that's why the Brits don't even give you credit for... Actually, ooh, we got some Brits and French in here. We may have that war. Would you like to see a war? I don't know. The Freedom Fries, that's what they call them. So that, that, I believe, is a French swear word. Correct me if I'm wrong. My French friend, you are first French. We have a few people from the UK. But we'll learn another one very soon. In fact, talked to Ludwig last night. We got a lesson coming up real soon. We're going to learn some R. Kelly. So they freeze them, bunch of jokes. I'm hoping the next scene's in here, too. Murray, and then... This is Rolling Pitch. After all, you son of a... What? Uh-oh. I have a permit for that. I have a permit for that. It's just great lines. What? Uh-oh. I have a permit for that. Listen to this line. Picture of Kellaway's wife. Picture of Kellaway's wife. It's got a picture of her in, like, lingerie with, like, love you on the note. What? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Margaret! You son of a bitch! Jeez, I figured you had a sense of humor. After all, you married her! <laughs> that's gonna hurt. Get him! Oh, so that's the end of the park scene. The next scene is the best scene of the movie. And you all know this scene. Everybody knows this scene. I would say 95% of people know this scene. How well? How well, Danger Zone? The crops might be in first grade. Really shouldn't comp complain about YouTube ads. Like, I get to watch stuff for free whenever I want to. But there was a time when I used to complain about these ads a lot. Because we had no ads before. Wait, I can't play these scenes? I can play these scenes. I'm covering them. These are educational. Yeah, this, this scene is just incredible. Y'all remember the scene? You know what's coming? I'd love to be able to play this. Great song, right? Call me Cuban Pete. I'm the king of the rumpa beat. 
anyway, that was one of my favorites. I sing that stuff as a kid. I mean, the clip is just great. John, you should call this Movies with a Black Friend since you're talking over it so damn much. Yeah, it's true. Hey, you know, that's what I like to do. Actually, I'll tell you, I, I, I told the story a few times for my birthday this past year. I did turn 30, 30 years old. Getting old now, and 20s are over. And Domi took me to Star Wars, the latest Star Wars that came out this past January. And uh, she, I started drinking everything. She was like, you have drinks, you enjoy yourself, I'm going to drive you to the movies, we're going to be fun. And yeah, I'm a little young, you know, just a little bit of, a little bit of a baby. So, um... So she brings me to, to the Star Wars movie, and I'm already drunk before we got there. And then she gets me drinks, and we have dinner and whatnot. I had to get up four times during the movie to go to the bathroom. And I had no filter in this movie theater. I was talking out loud the whole movie. I only got one laugh, but it was a good one. Basically, I just called the scene pretty gay. It's like, that was the gayest scene I've ever seen. There's not a scene in scene. So, uh... Yeah, it's pretty much the show. That's all I had planned for you guys. We we covered some extra stuff. So we're going to wind this thing down now. So that's it. You know, normally I've, I've been liking these new two-hour segments of shows. It's been a lot of fun. But, you know, I can't keep going all day long. What do you think this is? This is where I need the drums to go. Oh, happy, happy birthday, Steve. Happy birthday. Birthday to Steve. Make sure everyone doesn't leave. His name is Bender. He met his wife on Tinder. But he says it ain't his birthday today, it was yesterday. So happy belated. Oh, it's the latest, yeah. Yes, I wrote a bunch of notes I didn't like from the stand. Actually, I had this question about Star Wars. If I was traveling in it at light speed and came to a complete stop, wouldn't my skeleton explode out of my skin? I think that's what would happen. Think about this in Star Wars movie. Light speed they're traveling and they just come to an immediate stop. Wouldn't everybody in that car go flying through the glass and if they stip, if they were strapped into their chairs, wouldn't their skeleton burst out of their skin? You're traveling at light speed. I don't understand that. Doesn't make sense to me. Maybe you guys, maybe someone can explain it to me. I did uh, tweet it at uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Asked him. I tagged him, Ben Shapiro, because I know he's a big uh, Star Wars fan. I don't know who else. I don't even know. That's part of light speed you don't understand. Yeah, exactly. I don't understand it. You're traveling at the speed of light and you come to an immediate stop. Then, no, the momentum's going to carry you so f quickly that you're going to die. You're dead. You have to grow gradually from light speed down to come on light speed down to... Fast as heck. Trying not to swear, guys. You know, doing my best. Traveling at the speed of meth. Yeah, which is faster, the speed of death, the speed of light, or the speed of meth? So that's all the show. Ah, 
I don't know what that was. That was so weird. I don't know what was playing out of nowhere. That was really weird. No idea what that was. But that's my show today. So, if it ain't broke, it might work better. God Freedom Legacy in that order. Enjoy the rest of your Friday. You get to get off early today. So, peace, guys. Bye. Have a good day. Bye, everybody. Go to... Stop that soon. Now you ready for this big typhoon. I mean that hurricane came and that hurricane game and you never seen it coming so you never seen it change. Make sure you subscribe to this brand new tribe. We call the danger zone and you know we get it live. Where you going Steve Pender? You going back to Tinder because it is your belated birthday. Go figure. I don't understand what I'm supposed to say. The only thing I know is that they can't do me. They hang out all day on the TV in a dark hole trip. And you never see me free. But just wait a minute until I get that bag. I'ma blow up and then you'll call Island up. No, you won't call him that. You could take that lightsaber and move it back and forth so you can see a dark later. See you later, alligator. I would rather take a favor, move it back and forth. Like you never see me in my head slow. I will take this beat slow. Sounding like some bugs crawling up my window. But they didn't. I would eat that protein right. Move it back so you would never see the fright. Bye, guys. Bye, Christ child. I appreciate your comments. Matter of fact, I got some that is God sent. It's this vision that I told you. Matter of fact, the whole vision is over. I can't play that to this. I don't know how to make music yet. I'm a. No, I'm not, though. I need to take it back out of my pocket. Remove your eye from your socket. Proverbs 25 today. All right, Proverbs 25. Let's grab it. Oh, here's these little Yachty beats. I'm not a big fan, but we're going to do it. You know what? One of these days, I'm just going to go for the world record freestyle. 24 hours. Yo, my name's Little Yachty. I ruined hip-hop and ruined my body. Smoking all this meth. Smoking all this death. They call smoking Jesus. I don't know what that means, but I need this person to give me another word. Matter of fact, the dude told me to read out of the Proverbs. He said, keep it live. He said, I got a beehive. I want you to read from Proverbs 25. Is there a particular verse you'd like to hear? Because I'm already up to 25. My dear, my baby is still at the gym. I just want to read this like I'm singing hymns. It says, these are the Proverbs of Solomon. These men and kings sing a king of Judah men Transmitted them, wanna sing my hymn God is glory and you'll never step up to him So that God is glory and that's what he conceals God has been the glory and he's all my fields In that they are the fathom that you need 
All you need is him and me TV. I say yo, as in the heavens have hit the height. You wanna see me spit or you wanna see me write? Eric, they said that is nonsense. Not nah, evil Eric has been godsend. Like I said before, all you want me to is a rap one. I'm rapping the Bible like I was the son of the son. That would make me the daughter. No, that would not make it that. I'm not transgender. I'm not like that Canadian sister whack. He said, verse 28. Let's move back and forth because these verses have weight. They're heavy. They make you take your Chevy and pull it over to the Coval while you take that levy like American Pie. I'll take this American guy and God bless this country and that's why the Americans lie or the Americans triumph with the tri-trump. You wanna triumph? You need to try Trump. Ooh, that was kinda dope. I think Trump needs to hire me for his next quotes, for his next ropes. It's dangerous. Matter of fact, I'm giving cancer kids. I guess I gave too much cancer out. Maybe they got that cancer in their mouth. Like their name was something from the heli. That dude that got it, Jim Kelly. I wish he would stop getting all these mouth cancer. Well, you wanna see, I got the question and the answer. Like the question of what does this verse say? Like an open city, you are open the fade or open the fence. With no defense is the man with no check and his feelings spent. I will actually read it when this beat stops. I got about 20 seconds in my old cops. It says, like an open city with no defenses came. Is the man with no checks on his feelings name. I think that's what it says. You can correct me, team. And matter of fact, if they want to see my gang green, I would handshake it. What it actually says is... I lost it. I completely... I flipped the page on accident. Hurry up, your eye. Like an open city with no defenses is the man with no check on his feelings. Ooh, yeah, that's a good one. Ooh, that's a good one. That could be the quote of this show. Proverbs, baby. You gotta love the Proverbs, baby. It hit it right at home. Oh, I like this beat. Makes you question everything. Weasel, yes, you missed a whole hour. But the problem is that I will not scour you away. I will embrace all of your weasel and all your weasel ways. Because the problem is, is that as an attorney, they said you had problems with these legal jargon murnies, like it was a weasel word, or apparently that's what they had said, nothing like that morning that you had on bed. I've never even touched the stuff, but I ain't trying to rip on nobody that's rough enough. I ain't trying to just throw it back into your face. I just want to give you a little taste of me. Me in the morning. Sway can't hold me back from this warning. Like that sea had forewarning. Moving back and forth and now I am touring. Yo, you had an IG thought of what? An IG up your butt. Yo, you need to leave that booty alone. Don't you know that's how it takes you back to home to the HIV that gets you on TV? Never seen a gold that ain't that real weed. Stay away from all them things in them booty holes. That's how you get AIDS. That's how you go explode. So you good and sometimes that we can clash. 
I'm moving back and forth like I was on MASH. Yeah. Mansion, apartment, something, house. I think it was a shack in the mouth. Isn't that game you used to play as a kid? You used to write MASH on the top. That's what you did. And then you said, mansion, apartment, shack, or a house. Got too many kittens in my couch. Too many kittens in my couch. Yeah, Tony watching. This ain't bad. Make sure you hit the like button, subscribe if you've never been here before. This is Nate TV, and if you have been here and haven't subscribed, oh, it's my Asian rhyme. Hello. So sorry. So sorry. Once a time, there was these Mongolians. They tried to come over our wall when we were just exploring. So we had to build this wall all around our country. And then the Mongolians came and took the funky, and they took that funky spirit and moved it till you hear it. Don't you understand? I threw them in the pool with my carrot, and my carrot rolled, and my carrot exploded. I don't know why you putting carrots up your a-hole. Back to the story at hand with our wall. We make a beautiful wall all over our mixed hall. And now you get mad because you want a wall of your own. If this is the great wall of China, this is the great wall of the telephone. But yo, I can't keep that rhyme too long. I need to go back and forth. Now I sing my song. Sometimes I like to talk in my real voice. This is how I sound when I need to stop making a choice. This is how I talk. This is how I get that spirit. Wanna see me? Do you hear it? Do you wanna get them vibes? Vibes to your meat and you know that I keep alive. You aren't a man. I'm insane. I'm from another planet. Do it off my brain, but yeah, I can't stand it. It's like I'm Captain Planet going all over and saying it won't see me, but I never wrote a rhyme, I'd never send it. Like it was in Sanskrit, won't see me ran with. I would ran with another line, like I pan with it, like I'm playing with it, won't see me sand with it. I can stay on this beat all day long while I play with it. They're like, yo, stop playing with that beat. Leave that beat alone. I think it's free. No. What it really is is me TV. This is my business. Oh, I prefer to call it changing my ringtone. That's right. Did we do this really? I got on a shuffle, so I don't know what's coming up. But I feel like we just did that one. No. One more. We're going to do one more. And that's the show. John, what is your profession? My profession is Syracure.com. Feel free, if you'd like to go to Syracure.com and get yourself some unlimited legal protection from attorneys, unlimited legal advice, you could have these people going the rest of your life. He said, not you, John. He's talking about another one. John, you didn't read the setup. No, I didn't, but I take the other one and that other one. Make them say hi. This beat makes me wanna scratch my ears. Why, why would you want to do that to me? When all I was trying to do was grow your team. You threw it away. When you didn't have to. This beat's too slow, I wanna go a little faster. What do you mind? Unwrench. Yeah, that's like a weird one. I'm not ready to do all that. That's a fun one. I want I want something with a little more 
little more groove, a little more, little more soul in it. Hey, and if you guys want to subscribe to 20 Keys, oh, that was a funny one when I did the Super Mario thing the first time. That was, that's the original. I want something more, I want something. Oh, I like this one. Yes, 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 yes. I missed this one. Da, 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 da. Do you know why? I like this one a lot. Mm. Reconnecting. A waste of time. Wanna see my take you so high. Do you like when I do this beat? I love how it goes. All up for free. Yo. I had this weird dream. This dude I thought I was hanging out was on my team. And what happened? It really blew my mind. I can't do it. I thought that was extended with the line. I didn't know that was gonna happen. This guy was coming after me and I was rapping. And I was like, yo, why'd you shoot that arrow at my head? He said, matter of fact, I'm coming after you, legs. I was like, yo, why are you shooting at me? I thought we were doing this on the same team. He was like, yo, you are my prey. Now I'm hunting you all damn day. I was like, whoa, why you do me? I don't understand why you mess with me, TV. And they all subscribe. I said, what? Come tribe. I said, yo, why you coming after me? I was running away in my little empty. In my black shoes, I was so scared. I woke who? I woke up breathing real heavy. Why he tried to kill me? Why he like the Chevy? Then he was eating the face of a lion. I ain't even playing, I'm inspiring. That's what happened in my dream. It was a nightmare. All that I know is I woke up made way, way more aware. I woke up way more aware. It was crazy though. Yeah, this dude was like hunting me in my dream. And we were going hunting together and he started firing arrows at me and I was dodging. I was like, what are you doing? He's like, nothing. And as we got right down to the water, walked them all down to the water, he was like, You are my prey. You are my prey. I give you 10 seconds to run then afraid. I started running. And then I woke up. But before that, he was eating up. He was eating the inside of a lion face. I don't understand. I don't understand the taste. He was like, you don't even have to cook it. It already tastes good. Why don't I take the rooket? He took the fork in. Took the whole face out. Ate the whole face. I was like, hey, ow. Why eating the face of a lion? Who was that lion? Who was he inspiring? Who was that lion supposed to be? Who was that face when he knows with me? I don't understand what that lion was supposed to be, but I know that it was close to close to me. Like you eating groceries. Janae Aiko. You need to stop letting people go right inside yo a-ho. Eating groceries. Nasty. You nasty, Janae. You nasty. And everybody loved it because she was nasty. Ah! That's too late. I tried to stop it. We know the rule that if the next one comes in, you got to keep them going. No. Reminds me of like a uh, video game, which is cool. If it ain't broken, my work better. Godfrey and Legacy in that order for the podcast. For the podcast, you got 40 seconds. It's good. Evil, you talk some... Don't back it up. Why? What are you guys doing? Are you guys fighting in here? I hope you're not fighting. Danger Zone, you ready to go? Danger Zone's like, Yo, we're ready to go now. You need to shut it down. I don't know how. Alright, yeah, this is the one we're gonna end with. This is Janae Echo, down to your ankles. 
God freedom legacy in that order. If it ain't broke, it might get better. If it ain't broke, it might work better. Peace.